today, Dante's Inferno from 1911. At last, a feature-length film. Released in Italy as L'Inferno on March 2, 1911, this adaptation of Dante Alighieri's epic poem is the work of three directors, Francesco Bertolini, Adolfo Padovan, and Giuseppe Di Ligoro. Makes sense for as long as it was that it would take multiple directors. It was three years in the making, in a time when short films were often being cranked out at a pace of one every three days. And though its 68-minute runtime is brief by today's standards, in an era of five 10-minute films, it was a downright monster. And it's the first full-length Italian film. For those who haven't read Dante, Inferno is the first of three epic poems he wrote chronicling a journey through hell, Inferno, Purgatory, and Heaven. And if you have not read Dante, pause this and do so immediately. T.S. Eliot wrote, Dante and Shakespeare divide the modern world between them. There is no third. And I'm in complete agreement. Read Dante. Read not just the, the Divine Comedy, which is the three poems I mentioned, but everything else he wrote. He's, he's as good as Shakespeare. Ah, back to the film. Dante is guided through hell by the Roman poet Virgil. And he encounters countless damned souls being tormented by demons in all manners of inventive ways. That this trio of directors with no real predecessor to draw upon were able to translate so much of the frantic and bizarre energy of Dante's words into such stunning visuals while having to more or less invent special effects methods as they went along is astonishing. And that they accomplished this in silence is all the more noteworthy. They conveyed so much merely with visuals. Uh, the film is also the first to use flashback as a storytelling device, as Dante sometimes encounters souls who present a backstory. And though it has been mostly forgotten and looks primitive in comparison to modern films, I find it hard to believe that anyone could argue against this being the absolute apex of filmmaking upon its release. Nothing before it that I'm aware of comes close to Inferno in either ambition or execution. And in trying to come up with a modern-day comparison, the best I can do is to say it's the 1911 equivalent of Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey in the way it blends an arthouse mentality into a blockbuster film. The special effects are an impressive step up from anything I've seen before, and even if it's often obvious how these effects have been achieved, it's no less stunning for the revelation. This was first apparent to me when Beatrice, Dante's deceased love and his muse, appears. And it's a minor effect, but there's this halo that she has that's really fantastic. And when she flies away, it's a much smoother flight than anything I've seen in any of the Milieu's films. Another standout moment is this headless sinner who walks out holding his own head in his hand, sort of holding it above his head as he walks up to Dante. Perhaps the most of effective moment of camera wizardry takes place during Dante's visit to the second circle of hell, where the lustful are subjected to eternal torment of being buffeted about by a violent storm, unable ever to rest, 
just as I suppose lust blows one fruitlessly around in life. The film visualizes this with a sort of human mobile swirling sad souls in an ever-ending circle above the heads of Dante and Virgil. It looks really impressive. The most chilling moment of the film is saved for the ninth and lowest circle of hell. It was certainly taken straight from the paintings of Gustave Doré, a 19th century artist who illustrated numerous classic works, Inferno among them. You can compare what you see on screen to the image I put below with the text, and I think you'll agree with me. I don't own a copy of this film, although it is available on a couple different DVDs. I watched two versions of the film on YouTube, both of which were the same, save for the score. One had a more subdued soundtrack added, which was appropriately dark and foreboding. But the second was the far more interesting of the two. In 2002, the German band Tangerine Dream composed a score for the film that I think works beautifully. I've seen mixed reactions to the score, with most of the complaints centering around that it isn't an instrumental album and that vocals have no place in a silent film. And maybe those folks need to read what I wrote about the fairy tales of George Melies and realize that the earliest silent films were often presented with a live narrator to describe the on-screen action. Nonetheless, I think both scores are suitable, and I present both to you below with the, the written version of this podcast. First, you'll find the Tangerine Dream version, followed by the one with only instrumentation. That's Dante's Inferno. Next, I'm watching The Lonedale Operator from 1912, directed by D.W. Griffith.